You're back. You guys came back. Mom, all my ex-boyfriends, whoever else is listening. So happy to have you here in my closet. Um, But thank you guys. It's like the second episode, like that's the ride or die people. So um, I'm really happy that you guys are back. I'm happy and I'm also like totally depressed. I've like diagnosed myself with 15 different mental illnesses this week. Shit is getting real. Like the high of having the podcast is kind of faded and I can't give any more blowjobs. I can't do it. Um, I can't watch it anymore. Netflix. I have to actually feel my feelings and I'm just feeling the grief. I'm feeling like I'm sure all of us are like, you know, the heavy, the heaviness on the chest. And then I feel like I have Corona every second. And then I feel like an asshole for like my cute fake anxiety symptoms when there's real people suffering, but it's all okay. And it's not okay. And it it really feels like the perfect time for our next guest. Okay. This guy is really like Zen Yoda, Israeli old Jewish guy who, I don't know, he sounds really hot. And I'm not going to sexualize all our guests, but Amos really is such a babe. I mean, he's an Israeli therapist. Like what the fuck else do you want? He can like defend your honor and break down your, you know, dysfunctional family structures. So we get into it and we kind of talk about who the fuck cares that you're anxious? Like what is your grief and your burden doing to make the world a better place? Is it just wasting time? Is it just wasting your friends and boyfriend and therapist time? Is it productive to feel these things? And the answer, of course, is yes and no. So we get into it. Um, It's deep. It's fun. It's sexy. I can understand like every other word that this man says, but it doesn't matter. I swear to God, you will you will zone out. You will relax. You will have epiphanies and I'll see you on the other side or or maybe it's not that good. I don't want to oversell it. Whatever it is, it's 14 minutes. Let's do this. Good morning. This is Jesse. Hi, how are you? Oh, am I? It's a deep question. <laughs> I'm sitting in my closet um, recording and I, I'm sipping my coffee, so I can't complain. What closet? Under the staircase? <laughs> no, I have like a closet that uh, to record, um, but I'm trying to talk quietly because I guess I have a loud voice and I'm blowing out the microphone. So I'm a loud Jewish girl, but I'm going to try to keep my voice lower. <laughs> I keep thinking of famous Amos Cookies. Is that how you say your name? Uh, no. Uh, I say it in the Israeli way. Amos. Amos. Beautiful. Where are you right now and, and how and how are you? Well, I don't know if Nomi told me that I'm a little bit deranged, so you have to bear with me. Right now, I don't know where I am, and it's not because of senility, but it is because of changing world. But I'm in Athens, Georgia in my workroom at home, uh, no closet, um, <laughs> and I am, well, I'm very proud that I've been selected to talk to you as an elderly, <laughs> an elderly <laughs> Jew, uh, God, God knows why, um, I am, I'm neither an elderly, not a practicing Orthodox Jew, but, uh, God works in mysterious ways, so you probably have a reason. You're in Israeli, so you're like the thoroughbred of Jews. 
being an Israeli leaves the door open to many identifiers. Uh, but yes, I'm an Israeli, I'm an immigrant, I'm an American, uh, and I'm burdened. And are, are you alone right now? I live with my wife of 46 years, and the kids are all over the place. So have you ever been through anything like this in your life, similar to what's going on right now? Uh, the closest is a war. I had a couple of I have a couple of wars under my belt, having grown up in Israel. And the situation now reminds me of wars that we were involved with. I was involved in Israel. I think it's a, for the time being, it's a normless state, meaning uh, the rules of the game have changed rapidly. And just like in a war where you cannot live by your normal norms, you have to make quick adjustments how to adjust to live. So we cannot be together. We need to be together, affiliate, as you know, uh, be it in the general society or in the small Jewish community. We, we want to be together, and we cannot. So we make do of the virtual togetherness which is uh, the best we can do right now. And and you said you were burdened, and I totally identify. I think before before we talked, I was sleeping, and I had a dream that I was just weeping, and I'd been feeling that burden with a capital B. And how do you – I always get tripped up because I'm like, well, how is that helpful to be anxious and overwhelmed? And what are some of the ways that we can lift that burden? Or is that an important thing to feel as a human being? Interesting thoughts. Is it important to feel? I believe it is important to feel. It is important to feel in many domains of life. In a crisis, if we can feel, then hopefully we can develop our empathy. Without empathy, without feeling we're fucked, and uh, we see it uh, coming down on us right now. So to be burdened, I, I think it is good. Uh, research so shows that a level of anxiety activates you, gives you energy and the wherewithal to respond to the crisis. High levels of anxiety frees you into inactivity, and that is not good. So it depends. I mean, if you can modulate it and tell yourself, okay, I dreamt a dream that I'm worried that something bad happens, that I'm weeping. Maybe you're weeping because you feel um, impotent, which is a very difficult uh, realization to be in. We, are, we feel we cannot do anything, very little. It's good. But then hopefully you get up and you can do your work, you can engage in life, you can help people. So all of this is not bad. I feel like as a Jew, my anxiety is my main form of exercise. Yeah, well, that's a good uh, point. Uh, the Jews uh, are a special uh, animal. I think uh, we uh, overuse the term, okay, you're Jewish, you probably feel guilty. I think our guilt, at least I want to believe that, that our guilt activates us into make, uh, doing tibun olam. You know what that means, translate. 
Well, for people who don't understand Tikkun Olam. Oh, Tikkun Olam to heal the world, baby. Yeah, yes, exactly, Mama. I think if we feel guilty, um, knowing on some deep level that we are not capable, that we are not, we didn't break any law, uh, let's uh, activate ourselves. Let's let's help people. So I hear in New York a little group of Jewish students got together and started helping people get their groceries. That is Tikkun Olam. If I'm calling my elderly congregants and ask them, how are you doing? That is Tikkun Olam. <laughs> but is, it, is there anyone in the world older than you right now? I didn't think that was possible. I'm stumped. <laughs> I'm stumped. Uh, age, as you well know, or you will know more as you become uh, chronologically older is and the how you feel. I don't feel old. I do so many things. Forget about age for a moment. You can always find somebody who needs help. Is it? It can be physical help. It can be support, um, emotional support. I do that. Happen to be my profession. Back to the corona of it all. Do you think your life and society in general? is going to be different when this all passes? My life will not change a great deal. Right now I'm a bit anxious because I was identified as being vulnerable, etc., etc. The world um, has an opportunity, but I'm a little, little bit pessimistic. Uh, I think in the human species, which has something to do with a message of Darwinism, that the survival of the fittest is what counts. So I'm afraid that when all of this is over, we will not have succeeded in really understanding the, the message in the sentence, we are all in it together. We say in Judaism, uh, Israel which means all of Israel are friends to one another. There's a message to, uh, in here, not not only to the Jews, to everyone. Go out, help other people. Help the old lady cross the street or get groceries. You'll feel so much better and you'll, these are meaningful changes that I expect uh, will touch some people. How do you sustain a loving, uh, wonderful relationship? Because I just started dating somebody right before all this. and he, He's a goy, but he's great. And you know, how do you go the distance, especially if they're uncircumcised? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, simple questions, right? Yeah, very easy. easy. <laughs> oh, I have been trying to date all my life, and every time I get into a relationship, something blows it up. Oftentimes it's me. What's well, uh, just an easy thing? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, first of all, I say, don't mix 17 issues to take one thing at a time. The other thing I'll say, don't get hung up on small details. A penis, circumcised or not, is not the end of the world. You can get used to it. It's about... Uh, no, 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 no. I lo- Listen, I love it. Just for the listeners, I just want to be clear. I love it. Here's where the guilt comes in. It's like... Six million of us got murdered. There, I just went to Europe. There's no friggin' Jews in Poland. I was the only one. 
I feel like this fear, like my grandparents are mostly gone and I'm like, the Jews are dwindling and, you know, I'm not going to like have a Jewish baby, but I'm totally falling in love with this person and I feel guilty about it. Honey, uh, it's very difficult to deal with your guilt. Um, That's your choice. Um, You have not committed any crimes as far as I know. Um, you're taking on your shoulders what some freaking Nazis did to the to the Jews. God works in mysterious ways. You are falling in love with somebody. I say, why? Are you falling in love with him for the right reasons or for the wrong reasons? Um, he's literally the nicest guy, sweetest, most amazing, loving, fell from heaven. I don't know what I did to deserve this person. Uh, you are you. You deserve. Everybody deserves a nice person. I know you just said it as a matter uh, figure of speech, but I'm listening to you. You're a good person. He's a good person. You're falling in love. Don't burden it with irrelevant things. Do you have any regrets in your life? The area that is most important to me, actually, is did I... Um, share myself enough with my kids and I believe the answer is yet yes would I have wanted to do more of it maybe but that means that I would like them still to be kids in the broad uh, view I don't have regrets we have small things what would you tell your 35 year old self I wish I would have known as early as possible that you deserve it and I'm not talking about the sense of entitlement. If you believe in your importance, in your value, humbly, that is good for you and it is good for your environment. If you're not sure of it, I wasn't sure of it. And I spared myself enjoyment. I kept myself away from wholeheartedly enjoying situations and enjoying things I did because I'm not sure I deserved it on a deep level. I know our interview is not about psychology and it's not a therapy online, but the worst thing that you can do to yourself is to doubt your worth. So, Jesse, you have graduated. Believe it. (laughs) So you get out of your closet, and I'm not talking about... No talking about the recording one. Uh, anyway, <laughs> there's more to talk, but I don't know that you wanted now <laughs> in public. <laughs> um. Oh my God, I don't know if I want you to be my therapist or my husband. Jeez, I'm crying. Uh, a little bit too old for that. <laughs> but for, virtually, virtually. Well, yeah. listen, I I can't thank you enough. This was such a beautiful conversation, and I I really appreciate it. And I um. <laughs> You you rock, man. You rock. Anyway, you have a good aura around you. Keep on doing well. Have a good life. Allow yourself to have a good life. And call me anytime you want. Okay. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Sure. Shalom. Yes, sir, Ciao, baby. Shalom. Bye-bye. 
Holy shit. I mean, that was like super fucking deep, right? I just feel like it's duh. Of course you're worth it. Of course I'm worth it. Don't fucking waste a second of my life not enjoying pleasure and ice creams and orgasms and sunsets. Like we've got to chase after pleasure, especially in these times of hell. I feel like my learned way is like, if things are shitty, I need to feel shitty too. If things are bad, I I shouldn't eat lunch. I feel like as I'm, my brain is hopefully, I don't know, my brain might be getting smaller. I don't know what happens with aging, but as my reality expands and my consciousness expands, it's important to chase after pleasure and feel good fucking today. At least that's what I think he was saying. And if he wasn't saying that, I'm going to pretend to know Hebrew and say that he was saying. Eat lots of chocolate, dance in your living room naked, any of those things that make you feel good. I feel like I sound like a deodorant commercial. Like, I feel like that's the really cheesy, like, consumer feminism. Like, dance in your underwear naked. But really, like, we, we have to fight for the good. Because what the fuck else are we fighting? What are we actually fighting for? Yeah, don't fucking waste time. Stop listening to this podcast. Turn it off. Turn me off. And I just, I hope that I can implement what Amos is saying and his brilliance and his eloquence and the simplicity of it, of just worry is old. Worry is a fucking act. I am ready to retire it. Okay, so next week we have the beginning of our British Invasion on the podcast. We are talking to Sir Alan Greenberg. He is a knight. He is a member of the Royal Court. I am just kidding. Um, He's this blind, blimey pissa from uh, Cockney, or Cockney's the accent. He's from Hackney. I don't know. He's this crazy blind Jewish guy who's been in jail. I don't really know if he likes me. I can't really tell from our conversation. I think we're in love. We might have we might have had phone sex, but I can't. You, you listen. Tune in next week. We get deep. We get real. We get awkward. I can't understand anything he's saying either because he's British. But listen, stay tuned and um, take care of yourselves. I love you. Bye. Closening is hosted and produced by me, Jesse Conweiler. You can find me on Instagram at Jesse underscore Conweiler or email me at jesse at jessieconweiler.com. Closening is a production of Reboot Studios. The show's executive producers are David Katznelson and Noam Dromi. Audio engineering by Jonathan London. To learn more about Reboot, you can visit www.rebooters.net. 